turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to start with verse 16. And uh, this morning I want to talk to you about the real reality. The real reality. Um, basically where I'm going this morning, what I want to explain is that <clears throat> there is something more real than what we see and where we live. There is something beyond this. A lot of people talk about God as a higher power, uh, the man that lives upstairs, uh, you know, the bigger picture, whatever you want to call it. But we know that, and we're going to see this morning, that there is a world beyond what we see and where we live now. There is a world beyond uh, what we put our eyes on, what we touch, what we live in, the circumstances, the situations that we go through, our jobs, our homes. There's something beyond all that. There's a driving force beyond that that is actually more real than the scene realm. More real. There is something more real than what we uh, live in and touch every day. Um, let's look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is Paul speaking. He says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So first off, he shows us that there is an outward man and an inward man. And on the outside, we're perishing. This thing is decaying. This thing is growing old. This thing is withering away daily. Uh, anything that comes into the world immediately has a momentum of decay with it. Uh, but then he goes on and he says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Uh, when he says this in verse uh, 18, he says, while we do not look. What he's saying there is he's saying don't, he's not saying uh, deny the seen realm. He's not saying deny what you see. Uh, don't look. He's not, when he says do not look, he's, saying, um, he's not saying ignore it. He's not saying, act like it's not there. So anything that we face in the natural realm, anything we face in the seen realm, anything we come against, we're not to ignore it. What he means by that wording is, do not continue to look upon it. Or do not fix your gaze. What is he saying? He says, do not give attention. Do not pay attention to the things in the seen realm. Why? Because they are temporary. That word temporary simply means that it, it can change. If something is temporary, it can go from one condition to another. If it's temporarily cold outside, that means at some point it's going to get hot. Uh, if, if something is temporary, that means that it's not there forever. It can be changed from that certain condition. And a lot of times we get hung up in life on the scene realm. But the scene realm, we need to understand, is actually a temporary situation. If you're sick, you're, that's temporary. Uh, if you need money right now, that's temporary. Um, if you're cold, that can be temporary. I mean, all the things in the scene realm can change. But notice what he says about the unseen realm. The things which are not seen are eternal. That means that things in the unseen realm, this area that we cannot see, 
is eternal. It doesn't change. That means it is fixed in a position. But look, look at what he says up here in verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So what is he saying right there? He actually just said that you can see the unseen. That's what he just stated. What is in the unseen realm can be seen. So how do we see it? Let's go over to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. I know we don't have a projector this morning throwing the verses up there. Uh, if you have your Bibles, obviously turn with us uh, so you can see these. It's good for you to see the word that we're covering. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, the next chapter over, he says, So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So Paul shows us right here, right off the bat, he says, there's two ways you can perceive life. There's two ways you can take in life and look at life. You can either take it in by what you see, which we've already learned is temporary, or we can take in life by faith. And what is faith? It's what we believe in. It's a firm persuasion on what we believe. So he's actually saying that you can live... That word walk actually means live. When he says walk by faith, he means live by faith. You can actually live according to what you believe. And you don't have to live according to what you see. Now this is the greatest problem, the greatest hindrance to seeing into the unseen realm is what you see. I'm going to try to uncomplicate all this for you this morning. Because... For example, if I have sickness on my body, again, we just learned that we aren't supposed to ignore that, but we're supposed to change that because we just saw that the seen realm, what's happening in this realm that we live in and that we see is temporary. So that sickness is in my body. How do I get it out? In the unseen realm, if I live by faith in God's word, God's word says that sickness does not have to stay in my body. So very easily, very simply, I need to change the seen realm through the unseen realm, through my faith in what I can't see. If I have sickness in my body, do I see healing? Literally, do I see healing? No, we don't see healing. You don't see healing because you're sick. But there is healing available in one location and I need to bring it in to another location. That's walking by faith. When you walk by faith, you're not moved by what you see. So if I need to pay a bill and I go to my checkbook and it says I don't have the money there, the scene realm is telling me you can't pay this bill. You, your provisions aren't, aren't met. Your res you don't have enough resources to take care of this situation. I have a $150 electric bill and I only have 100 I'm short 50 bucks in the seen realm. But in the unseen realm, living by faith, I can change the seen realm. Are you following me? What's going on in the unseen? What's going on in the heavenly realm? What's going on in the realm that we can't see with our eyes? I can actually change my seen realm. And this is what Paul is saying. This is 
walking by faith. This is living by faith and not by sight. He's saying, don't be moved by what you see, because that's temporary. That can change. But the key is, is the responsibility to change it is on us. We have the responsibility to change it. It does not change by itself. That word temporary means that it can be changed. It can be moved out of the current situation, the current state that it is in. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. I'm first trying to lay a foundation that there is a seen realm and an unseen realm. There is a seen realm. There's what we see, what we touch, what we smell, what we live by. But then there is an... There is an unseen realm. There's an area where faith is required to activate that unseen realm. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says this. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, attributes, talking about God, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. I I mean, this can get confusing really quick. Switching all this invisible being visible. But right here he says his invisible attributes are clearly seen. How? Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. What's he saying? He's saying what, who God is in the unseen realm. Has anyone here seen God? Nobody here has seen God. Nobody knows what he looks like. Nobody's actually seen him with their own physical eyes. Okay? So that makes him invisible. Invisible simply means you cannot see it. It is not visible. But Paul says that they are clearly seen. Well, how can you clearly see something that is not seen? He goes on. Being understood by the things that are made. So what tells me that there is a God? The trees, the sky, the water, people, animals, the earth, and the things that are seen tell me that there is a God that I cannot see. For example, try to break this down, try to simplify this as much as I can. How many of you know that I have a mom? Every hand should go up. Every hand should go up. I have to have a mom, right? How many of you have ever seen my mom? You've never seen my mom. You don't know what she looks like. Some of you may not even know where she lives, where she's at at this exact moment. She's in Texas. That's right. She's in Texas. (laughs) Soon to be here. They're coming here at some point. Um my invisible mom, I give proof to my invisible mom because I would not be here without a mom. Very simple. So, what that verse is saying is that everything that we see proves to us and shows us that there is a God, although we cannot see him. Now, I'm trying to use this as an example. This isn't my basis. This isn't the foundation. I'm just using it as an example. What I'm trying to show you is that the seen realm is influenced and affected by an unseen realm. What we can't see is what creates what we can see. 
This is why a life of faith and living by faith is so important. Because if I only put faith in what I see, that's temporary and that will change. I mean, you, you see it every day. People that put faith in things, people put faith in money that they see, put faith in governments that they see, put faith in an economy that they see, put faith in a home or put faith in a car. But do those things change? How many has ever had a car break down on you? Ever had something go wrong at the house or you, you haven't had all the money that you needed? I mean, these things change. These things are not constant. There's no constant that says you will always have enough money to take care of what you need to take care of. There's no constant saying that your house will not get old and not decay and not break down at some point. There's no constant there. The temporary, uh, the scene realm is temporary. It can change and will change. But the unseen realm is forever. The unseen realm is eternal. The unseen realm does not change. So here's what our job is. Here's what our assignment is. Is to bring the unseen into the scene. We are here on this earth to bring God's unseen principles and God's unseen rules because there's a system that God had put in place when he created man and when he created the earth. He put rules. He put principles in place. Those all went out the window when Adam and Eve sinned. All that went out the door. All the rules, the system he put in place, how man should live. I mean, in the garden, I mean, we have to teach our kids to be nice to people. Adam and Eve in the garden didn't have to teach anybody to be nice. It was automatic. You are nice to people. We have to teach our kids uh, not to watch certain things. We have to teach them not to listen to certain things, not to talk to people a certain way. Why do we have to do this? Because the God's system has been thrown out when Adam and Eve sinned. And now Satan's system, and what are we having to do? We're having to revert. I mean, when you tell your child, you need to say, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, you need to be polite. You know what you're doing? You're reverting your child back to God's system because it's automatic to sin. It's automatic to live in this world according to Satan's system that's now in place. So this unseen realm, this unseen system that God has uh, in the world in place, it is supposed to affect the seen realm, which simply means if I am sick in the seen realm, then I need to go to God's word. Put faith in God's word to get the healing that is in the unseen realm into my seen body so I can be healed, so I can live in healing. Our faith, listen to this, our faith was not given to us to put, to put on something that's in the seen realm. But yet a lot of people do that. A lot of people put faith in a seen thing. Faith is I don't have to have faith that there's a bathroom over there. There is a bathroom, right? What do I put faith on? I put faith on stuff that I don't have or can't see at the moment. That's what I put faith in. Now, here's the second thing about faith. Our faith was never designed to create something. Our faith was designed to move something. Now, this is an awesome fact. This is an awesome principle. This is why. Everything you need in life, today, yesterday, 
tomorrow, whenever. Everything that you need or ever will need is already available. The only problem is it's in a different realm. It's in an unseen realm. So we use our faith to move it from the unseen to the seen. That's what we use our faith for. Our faith, if I'm sick, I don't use my faith to create healing. God, give me some healing. I'm using my faith to move the healing from the unseen realm into the seen realm. That's what I'm utilizing my faith for. If I am using my faith to believe God for money to pay a bill, the money's already there. Before I had the problem, the money was already there. That's exciting. That God has every answer that we could ever need already stored up somewhere. It's already available. The problem is, is I've got to use some faith to move it from an unseen realm to a seen realm. And that's exciting. Because there's no problem I could ever go to God about that he doesn't already have an answer for. Do we believe that? God has the answer to every problem we'll ever face. So what is our problem then? Our problem is that the answer doesn't exist. Our problem is that the answer is in a different realm, and now I have to move it from where I can't see it to where I can see it. And that's what our faith is all about. That's why I showed you that God in an invisible realm proves himself in a visible realm. Because he is there in the unseen realm. How does he show himself in the seen realm? And everything in the seen realm gives proof to that, including you and I. So, how do you prove that healing exists? When sickness comes on your body, you move it from the unseen realm to the seen realm. How? By faith. Because faith moves stuff. Faith doesn't create something. There's, there's nothing that I can have faith for that doesn't already exist. It's just it's already in the unseen realm. And now I need to move it to my life. To where I can see it. To where I can apply it. That's what our faith does. Alright? Let's go on down here. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 1. We're talking about the real reality. Real faith, true faith, is the ability to look at the seen realm and call it a lie. doesn't ignore it. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. But what I am saying is that it is in its, in its full fruition because it hasn't been affected by the unseen realm yet. And that's true faith. That's true faith when you go to a doctor and they tell you you have cancer and you have faith in an unseen realm and you can look at them and call them a liar. Now, is the cancer really there, naturally speaking? Yes. But the thing is, is that that situation, that cancer is in the seen realm. And since it's in the seen realm, it can change. And how does it change? By us applying faith in the unseen realm and bringing the unseen to the seen. That is a life of faith. So now I can look at the seen realm and I can say, no, that's a lie and it has to change. 
and I will put my faith and trust in God's word. But the second, that's why he says, do not look at the scene. The second that I look at the doctor's report, and that's all I give attention to. Several weeks ago, we did a lesson on uh, the flow of access and watching what we are putting in front of us and what we're giving attention to. The more attention I give to the doctor's report, am I going to develop the faith to move the unseen to the scene? No. Because now I have just put my faith in the scene. I've just put my faith in the natural circumstance. So we need to get the unseen to the scene. And that's why we're here. Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. So right here we see that Jesus, because of Jesus, he created everything, whether you see it or you don't see it. Whether it's visible or whether it's invisible. Whether you can, whether it's tangible or intangible. He created it. All things. So, just because you can't see it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's the biggest, probably, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that we have to get over. Is the fact that just because I can't see it, it doesn't exist. A pregnant lady, a pregnant woman, is probably the, the greatest example of this. Because you have something inside of you. That nobody can see. Yet, there are things that give proof that there is something inside of there. You can feel it. Uh, You can have tests done that show it to you beyond the layer of skin. What's that doing? That's showing you that even though you can't see it, it does exist. Because that would be real rough if... You went to a pregnant lady and just thought they were overweight or were putting on some extra pounds. That would be a problem. That would be a problem if you went to a pregnant lady and made that comment to them. It would be terrible. No, there's something inside of there. Well, how do you know? Well, because of this, because of this, and because of this. What? It's It's the unseen, but it's proven out in the seen realm. It's proven out there are things that we can see that prove that there is something in the unseen. Okay? So by Jesus, all things exist. By Jesus, all things were created. God uses things in this seen realm to express his unseen realm. We just saw that. So if something in the seen realm is not lining up with how God wants it to represent his unseen realm, then it has to change. When Adam and Eve sinned, the seen realm took on qualities and characteristics 
that were not qualities and characteristics of God's unseen realm. We know this. Death entered. Sin entered. Decay entered. There are things that are happening in the world today that we can see. There are trees outside that have now changed colors. Why? Because they're dying. This was not a process that took place before. Man is dying. This is not a decaying, getting old, uh, aging. These things were not a part of the world system. I mean, everything's faltering. Everything's decaying. Everything is on a decline in the world. The second you come into the world, it's like driving, you know, it's like buying a brand new vehicle and driving it off the lot. And right there, you, I mean, you've, the, the vehicle has already be, begun the process of depreciation. And so this is how we came into the world, with a momentum of decay. Even though a child, you know, they grow up and you, you watch them get old and you, you watch them learn new things, there's still a, it's all a process to an end. It's not, not going up and in, inclining and then declining. It's just, that's just how the process goes. Okay? But that's not how the world was originally created. How did God originally create this world? He created this world to operate like heaven. He created this earth to look like heaven. Now, who has seen heaven? It's in the unseen realm. It's in a spiritual realm. The unseen realm is what we call the spirit realm. And that, that's not to get it loopy. That's not to, you know, you know, get crazy. That's what it's called. That's what Jesus called it. Let's go there. John, uh, John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Our responsibility in the earth is to get this seen realm to line up with the unseen realm that God has. And that spirit realm, that unseen realm, is still there. It has not gone anywhere. Because, again, the unseen realm is eternal. It lasts forever. It's unchanging. God developed it that way. But when he created the earth, he created a seen realm, and he created a seen realm because he wanted the unseen realm to impact the seen realm. He wanted the seen realm to look like the unseen realm. He wanted the earth to look like heaven. Look what uh, Jesus says here. We know this. This is the. Uh, this is where John. Uh, this is where Jesus has a conversation with a Pharisee named Nicodemus. It starts out in verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. For no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Now, notice here that Nicodemus is not asking a question. He's making a statement. He tells him, I know that you are of God. God being unseen. Why? Because no one could do the things you're doing unless you were from God. What's he saying? He's saying the things that you're doing in the seen realm are pointing to an unseen realm. The things that you're doing in the natural are pointing to a God who is invisible. That's what he's telling Jesus. He didn't ask a question. We always think of it as, you know, he asked the question, how do I get in the kingdom? And look, what, look at how Jesus responds. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, 
I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, I just think that's funny because John didn't ask, how can you see the kingdom of God? I mean, if you, if you read Jesus' statement without reading what Nicodemus said before that, you would think that Nicodemus asked the question and said, hey, Jesus, how can I see the kingdom of God? And he, he doesn't do that. He made a statement and said, the things that we see you do are pointing to something that we can't see. That's what Nicodemus is saying. So Jesus responds back with, unless you are born again, born of what? The spirit, you can't see the spirit realm. What's he saying? You are able to see how the unseen realm is influencing the seen realm, but you can't see the unseen realm. You follow me? You see what I'm saying? He's saying, Nicodemus, you see the signs and wonders I do. You see me casting out demons. You see me laying hands on the sick and the recovering. You see me raising the dead. You see me walking on water and you see me uh, telling waves and storms to stop. You see all that. But you don't know really where it's coming from. You don't know really what's influencing the seen realm to do those things. You don't know, you don't see the unseen realm that's bringing healing to that person's body. You don't see the unseen realm that is causing those winds and storms to stop. You don't see the unseen realm that is casting that demon out. Why? Because unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's go on. Look what he continues to say. Verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He can enter a second time. Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? What's Nicodemus proven? He's proven that he can't see this unseen thing. He's so stuck in the natural realm. He's so stuck in the seen realm that he's thinking, How can a man when he's old go back into his mom and then be born? That's how far gone Nicodemus is. He's so fixed on what he can see. He's so fixed on the natural realm. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. Now watch this, verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. Look what he says. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. He just, Jesus, just compared himself to wind. And what's he showing Nicodemus? Because I'm born of the Spirit... You can see the things that I can do. You hear the sound that I'm making, but you don't know where it's coming from. Just like the wind. You see the effects of the wind. You hear the sound of the wind. You can see what it's doing in the seen realm, but you don't know where it's coming from. Every person that is born of the Spirit is actually influencing the seen realm with something that that cannot be seen. In the natural. That's what he's doing. He's saying, Nicodemus, I am just like the wind. Because I'm a spirit being. Because I have been born of the spirit. The things that I'm doing, the effects that you're seeing. You're seeing the people healed. 
You're seeing the people raised from the dead. You're seeing the demons cast out. You're seeing the earth come under my authority, coming under my control. But you don't know how I'm doing it. You don't know where that power is really coming from. But if you are born again, then you can see. What's he saying? If you, if you become born again, you can see the kingdom that's working behind everything that I'm doing. That's what he's saying. You'll be able to see where I get the power to heal people. You'll be able to see where I get the power to raise people from the dead. You can see, you can see where I get the authority to cast out demons. That's what he's telling Nicodemus. Let's go on because he's got a little bit more here. Verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can, how can these things be? He's still confused. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. Why? Because they can't really see what Jesus is talking about. Now, did Jesus make statements like that? Yeah. When he gave the parable of the sower, he said, They have ears and they cannot hear. They have eyes and they cannot see. What's he saying? You have eyes to see, but they're blinded. You can't really see what is happening. Because they have not been born again. Their spirit has not been renewed to the kingdom of God. The only way you can really see the power of the unseen realm, the only way you can really partake of the power of heaven and bring it to earth is by being born again and seeing the kingdom take place. That's it. That's it. That's why the Bible says... That's why the Bible says that if you that the, the word cannot be naturally discerned. The word the word of God can cannot be naturally comprehended. Why? Because it's a it's in a spirit realm, it's in an unseen realm. If you really want to understand the Bible, you have to have the Holy Spirit helping you discern the Bible. If you really want to understand the Word of God, you have to have the whole you have to have the Holy Spirit working alongside you to understand the Word of God. There's no unbeliever, there's no unbeliever that can pick up the word and accept it for what it is. It's impossible. Why? Because they have to be born again. So the spirit can come alongside them. Their spirit man can be renewed. When I say uh, when I say that you can see the unseen realm, I'm not talking about these eyes right here. I'm not talking about the two eyeballs that we've all been given. There's no glasses, there's no microscope, there's no telescope that can get you to see the unseen realm, period. Your natural eyes will not get it done. You have to be born again, where? In your spirit. That's why Nicodemus was so confused, because he's thinking, born again? So you mean if I go back into my mind, then I can see? He's saying no. You have to be born again in your spirit, because where I'm asking you to see is in your spirit. What I'm asking you to see is only able to be seen by your spirit, man. That's where he's going. Now, here's the point I'm trying to make this morning. We all live in a seen realm. We all live in situations and circumstances and are faced every day with things that happen in the seen realm. 
But God has called us. God has given us a mandate. God has given us an assignment to change the seen realm with the unseen realm. That's why the unseen realm is constant. That's why the unseen realm is eternal. It is our job, it is our assignment to change what we see. If we see someone with, uh, with, with hurting or with pain, we should be able to change that. If, if we see a family that's struggling, we should be able to change that. If in our own marriages or in our own families we're struggling, we should be able to change that. But it only comes by having faith in the unseen realm. It only comes by living and walking by faith, not by what we see. I'm going to tell you right now, if you only walk by what you see, and if you're only moved by what you're able to fix these eyes on, nothing nothing will change. The unseen realm will not be changed by the seen realm. Okay? It's eternal. It's constant. Cannot happen. But the unseen realm can change and is meant to change the seen realm. This is why God put his spirit back inside man. This is why he did that. Because he knew that this world has now been taken up under and is the seen realm is now being influenced by something other than his heavenly realm than his spirit so how does god get the seen realm how does god get the earth back the way it should be by placing his spirit inside of you you walking and living by faith bringing the unseen back into the scene how does god get sickness out of the earth through man walking in faith in the unseen realm and moving healing from the unseen to the scene How does God uh, get uh, poverty out of the earth? Through man. By getting man to walk and live by faith, see into the unseen realm, get that prosperity, see that God is his source. I mean, one example of this is when we put more uh, emphasis and more trust in our jobs than we do in God. Because for us, who is our ultimate resource? God is. God's the one paying the bills. God's the one putting the food on the table. God's the one putting the roof over our head. But see, now man has, I'm going to tell you right now, when you walk by the seen realm, you are limited to natural resources. And I'm going to tell you, that's not something you want to be limited by. You don't want to be limited by this government. You don't want to be limited by this economy. You don't want to be limited by your job and if they're able to keep you on or have to lay you off. Walking by faith is going to your job knowing that your job is not your source. That's living by faith. That's moving the unseen. God is my provider who I cannot see, who I've never seen, but I know he exists because he provides for me. So if I lose my job tomorrow, that doesn't move me because God is still my provider. Now my job has become my assignment. My area of influence. And if you go to get a job, and if you're going looking for a job so you can make more money, then we're going to the wrong source. You're now going to the seen realm, and you will be limited by that. And you'll be limited by your own natural abilities. If the best you can do is go to Burger King and flip some burgers, then you're going to be limited by what that pays. 
But if you go to God and make him your source and go to the unseen realm, then there is no limitation. One of the hardest things for mankind to do in the seen realm is focus on an unseen realm with no limitations. Because we are bound by limitations and restrictions everywhere. There's only so much we can lift. There's only so much we can do. There's only so much knowledge we can obtain. There's only uh, so many hours a day we can work. You're, You're limited by those natural things. But when you step out into the unseen realm and you get a hold of God and live and walk by faith, you will find yourself using that faith, moving the unseen to the seen. All healing that you need from the unseen to the seen. All provision you need from the unseen to the seen. I tell you, I don't, I'm not one. I do not want to be bound and limited by the natural seen realm. Does anybody in this room want to be there? I don't think so. I want to put my faith and I want to walk and live in the unseen realm. Because there... Everything Before I got sick, God already made healing available to me. Before I lost my job, God already made provision for me. Before uh, I, I got this bill that I can't pay right now, God already has taken care of it. That's the kind of God we serve. And that is available to us. But it takes living and walking by faith in something we cannot see. And so now that faith allows us to move the unseen, the spirit realm, into the natural realm. And then what do we do? Because the seen seen realm proves the unseen. When people see that you're able to pay for something even though you weren't in a position to be able to do it, what do people see? There's something else working on your behalf. When they see that, you know, you came in one day and you got a testimony... From the doctor that you're going to be, that you have cancer, and then all of a sudden you go back and it's gone? What are you testifying to? The ability for the doctor to no longer see cancer? No, you're testifying to God who removed the cancer. You drew on the unseen realm. And now you're proving that there is a God in the unseen because of what he's doing in the seen realm. This happened many times. I'm not going to take you to the passages, but there was an instance where Jesus was on his way to heal a man's daughter. And on the way, a woman shows up. And she had an issue of blood. She had been to doctors, lost all the money that she had trying to pay for doctors, and actually said that she grew worse. That's pretty bad when you're going to doctors and you're only getting worse. It's actually not even getting better. Again, limited to natural resources. Limited to what she could see. Limited to the seen realm. So she shows up. And she does something that only draws on the unseen. She didn't run up to Jesus and say, you got to pray for me. you got to heal me. What did she say? If I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I mean, she did it in such a way. I mean, she didn't say, if I can just touch his head. I mean, if you touch the hem of someone's garment, they don't even know you, you touch them. I mean, she's trying to do it in such a way that nobody, not even Jesus himself, will know in the unseen. But, of course, Jesus felt it. He felt what? The power 
go out of it. Why? Because when you place value on the unseen realm, there's power made available. When you place value on the unseen realm, when you place value on what you can't see more than what you can see, I mean, the, that passage said that Jesus was actually in, enthronged by people. There were people all around him, so tight and so crowded he could barely even move. In fact, Peter, uh, Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? Somebody touched me. Somebody just drew power out of me. Somebody just latched onto something in the unseen realm. And because Jesus was a spirit being, and his spirit was clued into the unseen realm, that's why he knew. So he looks and he says, who touched me? And Peter says, are you kidding me? There's so many people around you. I mean, this, everybody's touching you. And he says, no, no. Someone drew on the unseen realm. Somebody drew on something that can't be seen. Obviously, nobody saw it, but Jesus knew. Found the woman and said, this day you've been made whole. This day you've been made whole. Be of good cheer. Why? Because she placed value more on what she couldn't see. There was a time where Elisha, uh, over in 2 Kings uh, chapter 6, he... Uh, he was in a city, he was in Samaria, and the Syrian army had come down to fight them. And one of his servants went outside and said, Master, we are surrounded. The entire city is surrounded. And what was Elisha's response? There are more with us than with them. There are more with us than with them. And the servant obviously takes a quick head count. One, two, and they are surrounded by an army. So what does Elisha say? Lord, open his eyes. Was this servant blind? No. He needed to be seen. He needed to see in a different realm with a different set of eyes. So he says, God, open his eyes. He opens his eyes, and what does he see? He sees the entire mountain filled, as far as the eye can see, with chariots of fire. Man, if we could just get that, that is what we have available to us. Amen? This is a message of victory. This is a message of living by faith and being excited about it because there is nothing in the seen realm that can override the unseen realm. There's nothing in this natural realm that we put our hands to and that we touch and that we smell and that we see that overrides or changes the seen realm. Our God is always victorious. Our God is always able. Our God is always, uh, has always the best interest at heart for us. And nothing in the seen realm, it doesn't matter what, it does not matter what hell breaks loose in our life. If we put our faith back into the unseen realm, it will be available to us. And then we move the unseen realm to the seen realm. That is why we're here. That is why we're here. That is why we're on this earth. Is to show this earth, to show people in this earth what heaven is like. Is there sickness in heaven? No. Is there depression in heaven? No. 
Is there lack and poverty in heaven? No. So that is what we need to be bringing to the earth. We need to show people what healing looks like. We need to show people what excitement and joy looks like. We need to show people what a life of purpose looks like. That's why we're here. This life of faith is not an optional thing. It's not an alternative. This is our mandate. This is our command. Is to influence the earth with heaven. But the only way that happens is if heaven first influences us. You cannot change anything around you that is not first changed within you. I cannot help somebody else with healing in their body if I first don't believe God's word about healing in my body. I can't help somebody uh, get out of poverty and get out of lack if I can't first believe for my own bills and my own needs. So when I let heaven influence me, and when I let the unseen realm take place in my seen realm, then I can help others. Then I can change the world. Then I can bring the unseen realm, I can bring heaven to this earth. Amen? Well, Father, we thank you this morning for this word. I thank you that you have...